the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into Hour 2. It's a delight to welcome our old buddy Sam Stone into the studio, taking your calls at 602-508-0960. We try and cover vast swaths of the world with Sam. He is a, a political consultant. Do you want to follow him on Twitter at SamThePaul, P-O-L? And uh, he's very comfortable in this studio. He has his own radio show heard here every Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. called Breaking Battlegrounds. Welcome back to the studio, Sam. And uh, sorry about your team's loss. You were doing the All-American thing today, huh? I, I was out at the D-backs game this afternoon. 5-4, yeah. five, five, they went down to the Phillies. Not a great finish. Oh, well. I, they, you know what? The D-backs are fantastic this are year. Are we in first place? Not we are in first place. Um, and you know what? For the second time in D-backs history, quite frankly, they've developed their own true superstar. Uh, you know, uh, Goldschmidt, Goldie, uh, was the first true superstar developed by the Diamondbacks themselves. And now we've got another one with Corbin Carroll. This team is loaded with young talent. They're super exciting and fun to go watch. Um, and, and you know what I love out there? It's baseball still a darn wholesome environment. Well, uh, as much as Phoenix, some of these, not in LA, maybe. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, you know, but even there, right? You had right. Clayton Kershaw, who's yeah. like the, yeah. the icon of the Dodgers, pushing back on this, and you had a lot of people pushing back. I think baseball in particular. In fact, there's a, a thing right now with the Red Sox where they signed a minor league pitcher. They called him up. Somebody found some tweet from like two years yeah. ago, which is literally just a Bible verse. Right. But, you know, taken to be against homosexuality oh, and, sure. you know, they're like, oh, we're trying to decide what to do. We're sent, you know, we're we're releasing him and all this. Oh, stop. Just stop. Like baseball fans are the last people on earth to care about this. As I said on an article about that, I'm like, hey, if there's a 300 hitter out there who's got some mean tweets and we can get them at a discount, uh, let's let's do that. Uh, and I'm in. Like, who cares? I, 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 I don't care what these guys think. I care how they play. I, I only really have one question about the game. Do you know what it was that you went to today? Do you know what it is? A, a giant. Did you have a hot dog? I, I actually did not have a hot dog. Oh, Sam, you're missing the whole point. Well, no, see, here's the problem. They have two types of hot dogs out at that stadium, right? Yeah. They have the regular dogs, which are the ones that are put in the yeah. soup, yeah. right? And yeah. I don't like those. No. Right. I am not the only place you can get a boiled hot dog and have it be good is New York City. And I don't know what they do to it. It's possibly New York City sewer water so in their thing. It might be fantastic. the water. I think yeah. the water, what, what did Al Pacino say? All the water east of uh, west of New York is too alkaline? Right. Yeah. Right. I Look, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but a, a, a boiled hot dog in New York is actually really good. You can get them on the street, the sabrettos and all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Um, here they're awful. Okay. All they're right. awful. And they didn't have, they were out of the char dogs. Oh, yeah. Those, those, yeah. Which are, <laughs> those are, those are really good. I want to do some politics with you, but before that, you said you wanted to weigh in on something I had said in the last. Well, hour. I, you know, I was listening to you with this, um, this statement by Biden and obviously it follows on Hillary Clinton's. It takes a village. Yeah. And I mean, they're getting really explicit that they don't believe parents have a right to raise their own children. Yeah. But before anybody goes and hands Joe Biden their kids, let's just remember that he fathered Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Like, 
Do you think no one these, wants him? Yeah. Do, do you think <laughs> you can keep him? Right. Alexandra Pelosi. Is that who you want to turn your kid into? I mean, seriously, like these people are terrible parents and then they think they have a right to parent other people's children. Are you kidding me? Start with getting your own house in order. I think it freaks people out when they keep talking like this. They're not your kids. They're everyone's kids. I think it really freaks people out. I think I think they have gotten so far out over their skis in in I, I think it's tied to this Trump indictment. Yeah. They're feeling so full of themselves yeah. that they are driving forward at this incredible pace with this ridiculously awful, quite frankly, evil agenda. Yeah. And people are seeing it. I mean, people are seeing it. If you looked at polling a few months ago, uh, Donald Trump was well behind Joe Biden in head to head. Right. So Ron DeSantis was head. That's flipped. So you're now seeing in a lot of polling Trump beating Biden. Let me come back to that. Let me reserve that for a moment. Let's do the RD thing in a second. Let's stay with the RR. Let's let's keep it uh, internecine for a moment because I've been showing my friends. That I just decided to look at where the Trump DeSantis race was. Now you'll remember back at the end of May when Ron DeSantis had that um, less than ideal announcement of his presidency. There was all this build up. It was going to be great. No one could wait for Ron DeSantis. Everyone was excited to see him announce. Seemingly that was the that that's what we were told. He does the announcement, which is a bit of a flub, and people said, well, it'll all be in the rearview mirror. That's predicated on him doing well. You look at this. I'm I'm showing you a chart graph, and you could measure the distance between Trump and DeSantis with a ruler. It's probably three inches. it's, it's, and if you're DeSantis, it's a thirty it's, point difference. Right. And DeSantis is a flat line. It's like looking at NAEP scores, flat, 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 well, flat, and, and sinking slowly. Yeah. Um, I, here's I have a couple of things on that. I really, as you know, I really, really like Ron DeSantis. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal. I think he'd make a great president. But um, did they flub his launch? Yes, they did. His team deserves a backroom beating. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did not handle that right. And I, I think in hindsight. When pol- when people who do the job I do in political consulting try to get too cute, yes, they always get burned. It never works. So they had this whole laid out plan where they were going to hold him back, go through the legislative session, get all these legislative wins, yeah. and then they were going to roll him out triumphantly. As at if the waiting end of is that. a good idea in politics, and it's not. And it's not. It's not right. right? right. Um, part of it is timing. You know, when you, realistically, he should have been in close to the same time Donald Trump came in. I mean, that just is what it is. Second, they've exposed some weakness in his. These are things that you can correct, but they are developmental weaknesses in his politics. I think one of the things that shifted, I mean, remember, Trump has had, you know, 50 years in the public limelight and on the on the highest levels of the public stage. He's prepared for that. Like a lot of politicians today, DeSantis has moved up really, really quickly. Short time in Congress. Now he's governor. Now he's running for president. Um, He hasn't been tested to the level that this is a test. And right now there are some deficiencies. And if he were not all – if it hadn't been hyped up as much as it was – I don't think he'd be sinking. He wouldn't have started as high as he did, but he wouldn't be sinking as much as he is either. 
I got to tell you, Seth, I think this one's over. Well, you got to wonder what the heck he could possibly do to change this dynamic. Now, there's, I suppose, some thinking over there. I suppose, I'm not privy to it, that they think they're going to, what's the old Chesterton line? You can't become a saint on someone else's sins. But maybe they're banking on the fact that Trump is going to defeat himself. That's an awfully bad strategy no, if you think you're going to win by someone else's loss. It's not happening. And it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, Trump, Trump is an interesting conundrum because Democrats have really gone all out to make sure he's the nominee. I mean, that realistically is what these lawsuits and these indictments are about. They made the calculation right at the start that he was an easier candidate to beat than would be a Ron DeSantis or someone else who could carry the credibility with the Republican base, but also knows how to operate. I quite frankly, look, you know, if you want one of those people who just jumps up and down cheerleading any politician, I'm not that guy. I'm going to call out their strengths and weaknesses. Donald Trump's weakness is that he needs to use a teleprompter more. He needs to control himself more. He needs to have an, a better understanding of when not to hurt himself. But all of those things don't matter right now because what they're doing is banana republic the banana republicification of the United States. And if their audience was Republicans on one side and Democrats on the other and nobody else. It would be a smart calculation on the part of Democrats. The problem is they can't help speaking to, but to independents. And independents are looking at this and saying, you know, he's the president. He took classified documents. We know other pre- – Every, Everyone did. We know they have. Everyone right? else did. Yeah. Every single so, one of them. This is coming across. Democrats have miscalculated how independents would see and receive this thing. Now, they may still – there's going to be a lot of effort to turn that around. You see all this stuff about, oh, nuclear secrets. I, I, first, I don't trust what they're saying about what's in all those yeah, documents. We don't know. We don't right? really know. Yeah. The, the, um, I, I think the – I don't think those, they even have the smoking gun thing he waved around about country. I don't think they no, have that those, in their position. Those are, those are allegations – but this is, you know, for the time being and by a, a, a spider's web of a thread, this is still America and you still get your day in court. Um, I, I would I would add, I think they have miscalculated in another way with this. If you're the big donors to the Republican Party um, in general, they were all ready to walk away from Trump. Yeah. Right. I mean, really, if you listen to them, they're like, we're done with this guy. One reason. Right. Ron DeSantis has one hundred and ninety eight million dollars. Yeah. What they have done with this is shift some of those people back into his camp who now see this as a coordinated attack and are more willing to excuse Trump's flaws because it is so constitutionally relevant what is going on right now. And they defend the believe it. Let me pick up on that with you, Sam Stone, when we come right back. Sam Stone is my guest in studio. Happy to take your calls as well. 602-508-0960 on literally anything. <laughs> there's, not a, there's not an issue Sam doesn't have We, we did go on. to one of my, our restaurant recommendations. Yes, we will update so, you on, yeah. on burger quality as well. Sam Stone and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Sam Stone is my guest. Follow him on Twitter. It's uh, fun and smart. Sam the Paul, P-O-L, sorry, Sam the Paul. And he has this wonderful radio show here, Breaking Battlegrounds, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Sam, we were, and we're inviting calls to 602 You're making the point that 
the donor class was looking not to support Trump. And obviously, there's the governor of Florida in the waiting, and he immediately, not immediately, but quite quickly amasses $200 million from a, 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 an ample donor class. An, an array of there. the largest yeah. donors, yeah. absolutely. Um, but what we have seen, and what I'm hearing in the last week, is a lot of the big donors going, you know what, I'm sick of Trump, I don't like him, and and I can understand that sentiment. Um but I also – they are also now saying, but you know what? We're not getting lift off here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's not, just, it's not just about DeSantis. I mean that's part of it, right? Okay. But, and that's part of it. But more to the point, Democrats have badly overplayed their hand with all these charges. And everybody knows it. And there are enough of those big donors who quite frankly, you know, don't we, – we impugn their motives too often – I mean, someone who's willing to write millions of dollars out of their own personal fortune to a political candidate is not generally doing it for the reasons I think a lot of people believe about, you know, some sort of inside game and they're going to profit. And this. They love their country. They love their country. Um, and they want to keep it. And a lot of them understand and want and love the Constitution to remain what it is. And this is an attack on the Constitution of, of a level we have never seen before in this country. Um, we are really looking at I, I if you want to fight, if you want lots of fights and all that kind of thing, do follow me on Twitter at Sam LePaul. Um, as I said today, this this is really about whether we're going to be a republic anymore. This is the breaking of the republic. And we have a, a very clear dividing line now on that issue. The interesting thing is also what you were pointing out about the polls, which were showing early on Biden beating Trump prospectively. That's changed. And it's not a big number, but it's also early. And the polls now average with Trump beating Biden are averaging out the Trump is beating Biden. And, you know, it seems to me it's not it certainly is the unfairness. And I have always believed that there's if there is one steady beat through the heart of Americans, they care about fairness, probably more Absolutely. than anything else. I think regardless of part, people well, care about fairness. people, but they, even even yeah, if they can't ahead. define it or know what it, it means on any single there's issue, sense, they, there is a strong sense of no. whether something is fair or not. I think that's part of it, a big part of it. But I got to say, too, you know, a lot of people have left the Democratic Party over the years. A lot of people have left the Republican. They become independent. But I think they're looking at this trans stuff, too. Well, this and is their this independence. Is, this is and the they're other saying, part. where do I go to stop this? Well, look, I mean, with this, what we all need to be saying every time they come up with this stuff, whether it's, you know, the indoctrination of children, these uh, these disgusting drag shows that are being hosted on public grounds and and for school children um but but the biggest point the best point that i think all of us should be repeating two things we should be repeating one all these things that you're complaining about us banning aren't actually being banned they're right. just kind of being it's moved a, it's off a misuse the, of the yeah. word ban but right. but leave that aside okay. folks if you're going to argue this with anyone out there don't go there don't get into nuance with this let me put it to you this way. This is the simplest thing. Nobody on radio or, or broadcast television can read the passages from any of those books. 
The TV we, cut away when Ron DeSantis was right, showing them. Right. So if I were to right now begin reading passages from these books that they are pushing on our school children, yeah. everything I say would have to be bleeped out. They would cut away and this station would not invite me to come back on because it's a Christian family station. But even on the most liberal stations, they cannot air. Well, the FCC wouldn't allow right. it. The FCC will not allow it. So you're telling me that something that has been deemed by all of society. For adults and daytime radio. Too much for <laughs> right. adults on daytime radio. Right. is appropriate for eight-year-old children in their school. Stop. Stop. And then the next question has to be, what is wrong with you people? And I'd throw in some other adjectives as I was asking that question because I'm really mad about this at this point. But this is evil incarnate, what they are doing. So, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Um, And I think the fairness thing is a big thing. And people see it. And interestingly, I had a a fan – I had a really – fascinating conversation with a random person uh yesterday i was sitting there listening and i I, you know i'm i'm out in front of a restaurant and i pull up on my phone a clip where they're talking about the the indictment on trump and this black guy standing next to me turns to me and he goes man they're doing to him what they always done to us oh wow and I started to wonder how wow. much that, when with minority communities, wow. how much they're now looking at Trump and going, man, he really is one of us. Wow. Wow. And, and this guy went on. He was like, I'm a Democrat. I voted Democrat in every election. Donald Trump may be the third black president. Right. He may be voting for I didn't ask. I didn't want to really wow. even – I didn't want to even be in the conversation. It was 100 degrees outside right, and I was it. just trying to get in the restaurant. Wow. But – yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Mo is in Phoenix on a. Uh, I don't know if it's related or not, but go ahead, Mo. It's a great show, guys. Thanks. Um, I, I want to talk about. I mean, believe me, I know a lot more about the FBI than most people do. I I know how corrupt they are because they did some a number on me. Okay, but I want to know. Okay, the Republican Party in Congress, okay, is always complaining about the FBI, and I agree with them. But couldn't, if they're really serious about, you know, do it, stopping the corruption in the FBI, why don't they just sponsor legislation, probably go down in the, in the Senate, to just simply abolish the FBI or cut off all Funding to the FBI. What's going on here? Can you help me out? Yeah, uh, I'll let Sam go first. Well, Thanks, sure. Mo. So, so you, Mo, you you hit on part of it. Obviously, they can't get it through the Senate or get it signed by the president. That's one. Um, the vote to censure Adam Schiff yesterday shows the other element: is you need a much larger majority in the House. Yeah, we lost twenty and, Republicans, right? And that. you'd need a, a a pretty significant majority in the Senate. Right. And you'd need the presidency. The funding for FBI is under Department of Justice. So, you know, even if you said we're zeroing out the FBI's portion of the budget, that doesn't mean that the executive agency has is is going to end up distributing it that way or that you wouldn't end up with the FBI's zeitgeist being adopted by other portions of federal intelligence and that sort of thing. I, I, I said today to someone else, um, I think the next president could if it's Trump or or any Republican, could spend the entirety of their first four-year term doing nothing, nothing 
but firing people from the intelligence agencies and Department of Justice, FBI, CIA, all of them. Um, at the end of their four years, they would not have fired enough of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's how that's bad right. this problem is right now. And, of course, you would have to create some other alternate institution lest you leave it up to the hacks at the DOJ to create it. You would have to. I mean, there is – as Ted Cruz said yesterday, there are good people doing good work trying to keep our children safe in the FBI. And and that needs to be transferred into some new I'm not sure that it should be reconstituted under a new agency just because of the stench of this one now. And and it it extends for decades. I mean, you can go back to Hoover. The FBI has got a long history of abuses. But at this point, um, you're not going to do that. You need to reform it. And quite frankly, I mean, I'm joking about how long it takes to fire everybody. But you have to fire the top two or three layers in every department at those agencies. Yeah. And you need a bigger majority. You just need a bigger majority in Congress and you need a, a majority and you need a president. We'll be right back. India, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, Russia, China, they're all conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. The threats to our financial freedom and stability keep growing, and rising interest rates and bad loans are also exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration is sending hundreds of billions of dollars abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure here at home. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. The patents have been filed, and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see devastating implications. The end of cash, could there be ties to social credit, end of financial privacy, big government able to see your every transaction or purchase, own private currency, gold and silver, and now get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical Gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Or check them out online at MidasGoldGroup.com. Sam, what else is ailing you today? Well, it's not ailing me, thank goodness. I don't have COVID. I'm perfectly healthy. I feel really good today, Seth. Yeah. But uh, COVID should be ailing a lot of people around the politicians, uh, health so-called health leaders, because the information that we've gotten now again in the last few weeks, I mean, it's it's a steady drip and you see all the left running away and trying to pretend that they didn't have this. And now, quite frankly, it's the one thing, folks, I, I have a really hard time with Donald Trump about was his response to covid. You cannot make excuses for him, yeah. folks. It doesn't matter how much you love him. Um, this is a bigger issue, frankly, than Donald Trump, because you're talking about worldwide dictatorship, essentially, that was uh, tried to be brought in under the guise of this. And even in the countries where they made it the furthest, they're having to roll it back. But we got information this week from Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, the group of researchers who's been doing work uh, around the Twitter files. I mean, really, they're two of the last remaining actual journalists on this planet. Yeah. Um, and they they have managed to dig out information which shows very clearly that it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that the first three people infected were the researchers who were working on it. On gain-of-function research. On gain-of-function oh, right. research for the Chinese military for the purpose of creating better bioweapons. Um, and that China knew about it right at the start and had they not tried to cover it up because they knew what had happened, that we likely could have stopped it right there. Um, taken separately, those things are, are serious. Taken together, 
They are an unbelievable indictment of almost everybody involved. And there's absolutely no question that people like Anthony Fauci, there's a, a memo that they got a hold of that circulated in the top ranks of U.S. health and, and military and government authorities. And I question whether it got to Trump. I actually wonder, and I, my, my gut instinct says no, that they kept this and they were keeping a lot of other things from him uh, and trying to play him. But it says very, very clearly where it came from, the origins, this, that. And then remember, they went out and, and you know, deliberately obfuscated this those is origins so weird and put it me. into other stuff. It was so weird. Well, because they were paying for it. Well, yes, and a weird kind of political effort to kind of re-racialize this in a way or to make Donald Trump the racist because he kept calling it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. So you had Governor Andrew Cuomo. Andrew? Yes. He was Whichever incompetent Cuomo it was, it was one of them. Yeah. Andrew Cuomo was the governor um, saying he calls it the European virus. Right. I mean, and his notion was, he says, well, it's actually, you know, people coming from Europe, which is about as legitimate, Sam, as you having house guests visiting you from Maine who do a layover in Detroit and saying they're coming in from their my, my guests are from Detroit. I mean, it was so odd. Well, I, and then I, you had Nancy hey, Pelosi. Hang on, going let me, to, let me, yeah, I got to okay. stop you, Seth. Let's back it up. Anthony Fauci, clearly of European descent. Yes. So, <laughs> I, you know, if it's the, Fau- the, the Fauci Eurovirus, the that's virus. A kind of a, yeah, I mean, that's kind of appropriate. And then you had Nancy Pelosi. Co- urging people to come to Chinatown in support of the Chinese people while you had – who was the mayor, tall Marxist mayor of New York City at the time? Uh, de Blasio. De, de Bill Bozio. de Blasio encouraging people to go to their Chinatown as a social well, and, and encouraging And a congregants. They would yeah. do anything to racialize and politicize this. Yeah, no. I mean – not. I, I will tell you, not a single conservative – was was if you want anti-Asian discrimination in this country, look at what the left is doing with affirmative action. It's it's not it's not we who are anti-Asian. It's we who are trying to get them on par with the other minorities. No, the, the, f- the funny and sad thing about affirmative action now is it primarily hurts Asian kids more than anybody else, in large part because the white kids have stopped being educated also. I mean, yes. You know, I mean, their their goal is a de-educated populace, a deliberately miseducated populace. And the Asians are are really messing that up right now because they keep turning their kids into whizzes. And uh, so they get the memo. Yeah, they don't they don't want that. They don't want that. They want a, a nation full of subservient, docile beings. And the really interesting part, break it down. All these people who go on and on and on about public school all send their kids to private. Nice point. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more from Sam Stone. I'm doing off-air rants. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson. Yeah, but show. I didn't. I didn't disagree with yeah. your off-air yeah, we're, rant. We're, yeah, we're both right. sitting here staring at each other, very confused. Yeah. I, my fault. Sam Stone is my guest. He's the host of Breaking Battlegrounds, heard here every 3 p.m. So you got. Uh, you know what your guest is this week? Or are you still working on that? Uh, still working on it. We're we're in scramble mode for this week. Although I'm trying to get this guy named Doctor Ides. Oh, or Ids. I don't even know how to pronounce Maybe it. He's listening. Yeah. Well, hopefully he is. I don't think. He's, I think he's in California somewhere. I got. Um, I, I, I'm but, getting yeah. cards and letters from people I don't even know. I have listeners calling in from Georgia. And so I'm really Ukraine. I have a listener. I have at least two listeners in Ukraine who email me. 
Russians or Ukrainians? Well, they tell me they're Ukrainians. Okay, well. Go on. Kremlin disinformation. <laughs> it might be a Kremlin know. disinformation. Uh, no, so this guy does does reels, but what he does is puncture all the ridiculous uh, health advice and scares oh, and good. this kind of stuff. Good. So you've heard this week specifically about Diet Coke will kill you because it has dihydrogen monoxide. So he launches a video and he's talking about how dangerous this is. And he's like, there are, th- there are three names for DHMO. It's dihydrogen monoxide, hydric acid. The third one is water. Oh, my gosh. So, like, literally, the, I mean, this is a ridiculous scare that's been put yeah. out on the public. And I love he he really punctures those things. So I I've been trying. Public we're trying health to get has him lost on so show. much credibility, though. Well, the that's why you need so people much. like this because yeah, public health has no credibility. And he does he's very carefully cites in in all his reels. You have the links to yeah. all the studies and this and that and the other. Um, yeah, public health is a disaster in this country. The information we're getting is a disaster, and half of it, what people are taking, is from influencers who don't know anything. I mean, they may be healthy looking. They may even be healthy in their own lives, but that doesn't mean they know how to give health advice. They're not doctors. And moreover, what they're doing in the medical schools isn't public health or private health either. No, it's in, political science the, 101. Have you looked at a JAMA or a New oh England Journal of Medicine goodness. journal? Well, like, I mean, for crying out loud, you had Johns Hopkins right. come out and basically say they don't know what a woman is anymore. Right. I right. mean, are right. you freaking kidding me? It's really amazing. There was a Yale uh, – we played the audio earlier. There was a Yale professor of medicine uh, in testifying today on this transgender business. And uh, Dan Crenshaw just just ate her up and chewed her up and spit her out. And he, and all he could get her to use were word salads. He asked for a single study showing the benefits, psychological or otherwise, of of encouraging or you know performing these operations on children. And she couldn't come up. She said, "Well, it's a standard of care." He goes, "What does that mean?" He goes, "I just gave you sixty one studies. Can you have a, Do you have a journal? Do you have?" A, she goes, "No, it's a standard of care." He goes, "What's your backup?" She said, "Stand." He said, "You're just giving me word salads." Yeah. That's now, what passes for a professor of medicine at Yale these days. I, I've saw it, and he took her apart. She should immediately have her medical uh, practice license revoked. Except they agree with the, pra- no, the standard do. of I mean, care is the medical. Yeah, practice. Boston's Children's Hospital right. is is right. taking kids and performing this mutilating surgery on them. Right. Uh, it is enormously profitable. Yep. They will stay on these the drugs that are required yep. to do this for the rest of their lives once they undergo this numerous numerous drugs. Uh, undergoing that surgery, the best estimates now are starting to come out showing a massive reduction in lifespan and quality of life. You're going to have all sorts of medical issues your entire life if you go through with this. And the psychological ones don't the seem to be going away. psychological ones don't go away right. either. In fact, you know where they might have gone away, you're basically locking them in. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the fact of the matter is, you know, there was an article the other day I was reading about a parent whose uh, six-year-old daughter liked to play with stereotypically boys' toys. And, you know, I got to I I read the whole thing with increasing disgust till I got to the end where there was one throwaway line in the middle of it. You know, she's always wanted to be like her older brother and now she can be. This is one speechless. It just leaves one speechless. The the fact that that they then think that it's appropriate to perform this mutilating surgery at that point. Um, The question – and I I can't stress this enough, folks. Every time someone brings up something like this, every time someone says like this, this is a standard of care. This should be normalized. You need to say what the H is wrong with you. Right. Because the standard of care – because the the standard of care in Los Angeles, New York City, and San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. right now is to encourage chronic opioid users 
users to um, if they want to uh, if they want to get off their drugs, they will now give them free pipes to make that somehow easier because the smoking is less dangerous than the injecting. Well, San Francisco will deliver your heroin. They will or, deliver or your it and, right to you. And and if you want to initiate, they are putting up posters that say "Start small and do it with friends." This right. is public health in major cities. It's under public health. There are public health labels on these things. You have public health organizations handing out glass pipes. It's the first time in 50 years I can ever... I can I can ever think of an example of a public health organization handing out smoking paraphernalia. It's freaking evil, Seth. All of this is evil. And I, I'm almost at a loss for words at this point with this continuous attack on the nature of humanity and on our country that is coming from these people. And, and we need to confront them and confront them with vigor. You cannot back down one inch. This, you know, stop them. Stop them in their tracks. Do not give in. Not one bit. And if, you know, there was a California state senator came out yesterday, longtime California state senator, said straight up, if I had school-aged children, if you have school-aged children, you need to get them out of this state. If you love your kids, you need to flee California. And that's where we have gotten to. But the places they can flee to are diminishing. I mean, Doug Ducey passed a bill here. Or he didn't pass it. The legislature did. He signed it that says you can't perform those surgeries on children right. eight, under 18 years of age. Right. And they attack this as anti-LGBTQ. Horse poopy. Yeah. Horse poopy. That is protecting children. It is absolutely what should be done. If you, you know, you're telling me a kid is too young to make a decision to smoke a cigarette, right. or but, get a tattoo, or get a tattoo, or drink a beer, mm-hmm. or you know, I mean, or even drive a car. Right. But it's okay for them to decide to chop off a part of their body permanently. Yeah. Life altering. Life altering. Life life altering. You have got to be. Kidding me! I, these people, or, or I, chemically, or, or engaging in the yeah, in, all of it. In, in these pe- these people are vile excuses for human beings. Gavin Newsom, did you see him on Hannity the other day? He said the truth is, I'm quoting, Cal- <laughs> the truth is, California's economy has continued to outperform the nation. Our state is number one in the nation for new business starts, number one for access to venture capital funding, number one for tourism spending. Abigail Schreier writes, oh, please don't be modest, Gavin. Number one for public defecation. Number one in companies abandoning their properties to the bank and fleeing the jurisdiction. Number one in public narcotic use. Number one in homelessness by a mile. And number one in population decline, too. Interesting what Gavin Newsom chose as the number ones, though, if you think about it, Sam. Number one for new business starts. Number one, access to VC funding. Tourism spending. The tourism spending, first of all, think about the class of people that can access any of this. Right. This is a millionaire's choice to do yeah. any of those things. No, they, and, they, and as for tourism spending, ca- California he, he, gets is, the, he gets credit for the ocean. California is surviving on momentum, yeah. you know, economic momentum, tourist momentum. That's going away. Yep. I mean, it's going away with the droves of people who are moving out of state. But hey, look, we all understand. Donald Trump Jr. is sleeping with his ex-wife, and his 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 current wife's parents donate to Ron DeSantis. So, look, I, I understand the, the man's frustration. He's surrounded. We'll be right back. Bank failures, stock market volatility. 
inflation, people talking about a recession. If you want to invest some money, where do you go? What do you do? Well, Y-Refi has an opportunity for you for an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed, a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like, with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Think of that freedom. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio from Y-Refi, which is based here locally. I encourage you to stop by their offices, as they do, on Scottsdale Road in the 101. I've been there. And you won't be asked to sign a thing. You won't get a sales pitch. They leave that up to people like me and Sam. But when you meet with the team at Y-Refi, you'll see why we trust and like them so much, and you can too. Y-Refi is a due diligence-proof firm where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10.25% fixed rate of return. Just check them out at investyrefi.com. Invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or give them a call at 888-Y-REFI-34. Sam, we covered a lot of territory here. Baseball, politics. Well, we, we haven't talked about going to dinner the other night. <laughs> at our, literally, I think it was like our first or second recommendation. We were talking the burgers the one day, so we, we decided it's the first time in like three years I've gone over there to Harvey's Wine Burger. Yes, sir. Um, it was pretty spectacular. You know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, no, that was really good. Man. Yeah, all American. Um, we're going to need some of that. We're going to need. We're going to need a lot more of that. You know, I, I sometimes worry, and I don't know if you ever have this worry, Sam. When we get on the air, when we get in front of the micro, or behind, yeah, in front of the microphone, you ever feel like you're coming off like an old fuddy-duddy or your grandparents? You ever feel that way when you complain about the culture and talk about the things you're saying? And then I have to be brought back to the fo- to thought that. You know, it, it's it's not so much that as that we are in an onslaught of things no one ever imagined before. We are in on every day is virginal territory. Well, right? I, I think there's two things to that. I do think that. I mean, I, I have to you kind of stop and, yeah. and yeah. I do. I have to kind of grind myself through the, the mental, you know, the intellectual pathways of it. And I, I guess I come up with two things. One, every generation of children rebels. This country was hurt badly because the the generation of the 60s won, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, historically, children rebel, but the parents win. In that case, the the kids won, and then they took over academia. But two, that that leads to the point is that don't assume your elders don't have more wisdom than you do. Right. There there wasn't real wisdom in what they're saying. And two, now, yes, they have broken through all the norms in a way that is – I, it, way beyond any singular issue, yeah. they are now putting the existence of the nation state as we know it in this country as a constitutional republic at stake in ways that have never been the case before in the last couple hundred years. We, we are back to a period um, really far more relevant to the Inquisition yeah. than the Enlightenment. And one last point I'll make quickly, which is every ki- every every youth of every generation does rebel, but they are being pushed to rebel along the lines they are by adults these days. Yeah, they have an be, adult problem. They're, more they're than being a youth trained. Problem. This is a yeah. standard Marxist programming. Yeah. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.